0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, this is the Talk Shit Podcast and I am Tyler Brown and you may notice we're doing a podcast for the first time in about two weeks I believe, I may be wrong on that, it's November 30th now and if you're also on the YouTube you may also notice that we're only doing audio and the reason we're doing that is because I can't be bothered to put my trousers on. And also, because I want to crank a couple of these out this week, I have no master and Apprentice to do, and no Eight Wills and Pet Legs to do this week, so hopefully, starting now, Monday the 30th, I can do seven podcasts, and when we get to Sunday, this December 6th, we seven podcasts out, that will increase our episodes right up, I mean, trust me, if we can get seven episodes out this week, we'll be right along Joe Rogan with his 1,875,000 episodes that he's done, so... Let's hope we can get seven episodes done, and if I don't do seven episodes, I apologise, but I'm just too lazy. Now, I don't really have necessarily a a topic to talk about this week. I don't really have something that I've picked out personally, and this will be more of a ranty, maybe a disjointed podcast, some of you might say, but more of an open conversation uh, podcast and whatever. If you enjoy it, you enjoy it. If you don't like it, fuck right off. I don't want you here, because you're moody, you're rude, and you're just plain disrespectful. Get out now, please stay. I need viewership. I need money. I need money. And if you can't get me money, I won't keep doing these podcasts. I hate people like that. Um, there's there's a woman, and this will be a good starting point into maybe a large conversation. Maybe it won't even go into a larger conversation. Maybe it'll just piece her off. But I think some of us have seen. It's a bit of an older clip now. This woman, and she's on Twitch. And she's sitting there, and she's such a smug, and I I hate the term, she's such a smug little bitch, uh, because she's sitting there, she's got glasses on, I believe she has purple hair, and that's what most bitches have, purple hair. And I don't mean bitches as a derogatory term, I love women, I respect women, I don't want to get cancelled, ladies and gentlemen, Uh, and that's why I'll be respectful, I actually do. But there's a couple of women out there, and they're definitely not the majority, they're definitely... ...a lower part of that kind of bracket of woman... ...but they're there... ...and they come up from beneath the soil... ...like little rats... ...and it's people like this... ...and you'll get why I'm talking about her like this... is because she's on Twitch, right... ...sitting in her chair... ...like I am doing now, talking to you... ...and she's sitting there... ...and she's, you know, going along... ...doing a Twitch stream... I'm guessing talking to her viewers... ...I didn't see the whole stream... ...I don't really like streaming... ...it's not for me... ...so she's sitting there... ...in her chair... Uh, sitting right there and just, oh gosh, things are going by, things, you know, notifications. And she goes, I can't believe every one of you. I've been sitting here for about an hour now and I've had no donations and no subscribers. I can't believe this. How do you think I can fucking do this job? I don't, I can't work like this. None of you are, none of you fucking work. Do you have no money? Are you poor? Send me some money. And I thought, please shut up. Yeah, because see, there's obviously a point where people do deserve money, working hard, you know, getting what you deserve after a hard day's work and all of that, right? And everyone deserves that and everyone gets that. It's or hopefully gets that uh, in a perfect world. Everyone gets a perfect bit of pay, everyone gets minimum wage, everyone's happy. It isn't the same everywhere. At all. Of course. Sweatshops and all, you know, getting paid the bare, 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 bare minimum, if the minimum at all, a couple of pennies. So this woman to sit here, not doing much. And I don't want to offend Twitch streamers, I don't want to offend YouTubers. I'm one of them, and I'm just doing a podcast. But there's people like this woman. And she sits there. And she's not and I don't want to say she's not working hard, I'm sure she's, you know, she's done her setup and all that. But really, if people aren't donating, and people aren't sending money in, and you've been sitting here for an hour, you're obviously not doing what you're apparently good at, and you're not doing it well. Because if you were good at it, you'd get donations. And to be honest, you shouldn't really be expecting donations. Every time I make this podcast... I don't expect money to come in, I don't get money from this really, early days of course, and soon I'll be rich and have all the money, because that's the perfect life. But for now, I don't get any money off this, and that's fine. You know, I'll work my way hopefully, hopefully get something out of it, but I'm not out here to necessarily become rich and famous, I'm out here to do something and make a product or make a podcast that people enjoy, and if they don't enjoy it, I enjoy making them. But she sits there and she expects money to just flow in. She expects money to get money. She expects people to get money right out of their ass. Pull it out of their back end and give it to her. Donate it to her. And I'm thinking, if you were good at what you were doing, or at least interesting what you were talking about, people would be donating to you. And that's obviously not happening. And you're obviously not good at what your job description is. I don't know how hard she works. If she's saying people must have jobs and they can afford them, listen, That she's been in the same situation as us, you know, I haven't had to work here in life, I'm fine with that, and listen, I will, I'll put my good ends in, don't worry about that, still early days in my life, but her, she's about 25, right, I don't expect that she's done a very good job, I don't think she's worked hard, I don't think she's ever had to go to work in McDonald's, you know, maybe she was born into success, maybe she wasn't, but she's entitled, and she seemingly is is entitled to apparently what she deserves, which is a £100 donations every hour and to be honest, I don't think she deserved it because there's that little clip you know, some people say don't judge a book by its cover but when that cover's acting like a bitch I will judge that book and if the book, if I open the first page and the book is a bitch I'm just going to go, I'm closing it because the thing she the thing that offended me and I know this is a bit of a rant it's just because what are you doing? what are you doing that's affecting What are you doing that makes people want to pay up their hard-earned cash for you that's sitting on your ass, And you shouldn't expect it. I wouldn't expect... If I was on Twitch right now, if I streamed these podcasts or put a gaming stream out or whatever you do on Twitch, I don't know what you do. But if I did that, I wouldn't sit there going, Why is nobody paying me? I want cash. I want cash, people. Because if people aren't paying... It's obviously not good enough, or they just don't have the cash, and I wouldn't expect that out of people's asses, right? And that's seemingly what she expects, and that's the first Now I saw that clip the other day, made my blood boil, because it's entitlement, and that's what it is, and it's entitlement without cause. It's not confidence, it's not even cockiness, it's pure bitch dickheadery. Yeah, dickheadery, I've made a new word, and that's what it is. Simple, plain and simple. There's overconfidence, there's cockiness, and then there's dickheadery, and that's what she is. She's a right dickhead. I don't know how she is now, but I didn't like that clip at all. Hopefully she's improved her way, if we can help the best for her. I don't know. But to compare that to another stream I saw, uh, it might have been in the same clip. It might have been in the same clip. It was about, it was doing woodwork. And I found it interesting because he was doing woodwork and someone donates him. He's like Australian or you know, something. I forget his name. I forget his name, but he was such a nice lad from the clip I saw. And obviously, don't judge a book by his cover. He could be a bad He could be a criminal in his day-to-day life. He could be rob- robbing grannies, pushing them over, kicking their heads in and saying, give me a cash. But from what I saw, he was a pretty nice human being. And he was there uh, doing woodwork. And he had the stream on. I guess people just... W- watch him do that, I don't, I don't, I don't know what you do, I think you could do anything on Twitch, I think I could just get in a bath, and people would apparently watch that, possibly pay for it, if I had a smashing body, which, hmm, let's not talk about that, but <laughs> from what I saw, this guy was very kind, and he gets a donation in from a viewer, and he comes in and he goes, uh, d- uh, t- t- should I try an Australian accent, should I try an Australian uh, don't worry about that, buddy. <laughs> don't worry about that, buddy. Uh, you don't need to pay. Uh, you can get this for free. Uh, don't don't send your money in. Uh. Uh, it's getting worse and worse, isn't it? Don't uh, don't send your money in. Uh, would you, can you? Is there any way I can give that back to you? I sound like Irish now. Scottish. Is there any way I can give that back to you, buddy? Um, you know you don't have to pay for these. You can get them for completely free, guys. And you know I saw a couple more clips of this guy. I didn't keep up with the bitch woman. I didn't keep up with her, but I kept up with this guy because I liked him. So I kept up with him. And he's getting these donations, in. and he says the same thing each time. You know, oh, d- d- don't worry about that, uh, buddy. Uh, do you want me to send that back to you? And it's like um, Korg out of uh, 4. You know Korg. Um, great. Uh, do you want me to send that back to you, buddy? I loved it. Uh, what a lovely lad. Uh, lovely lad from what I saw. And that's great. That's great. Um, and to kind of continue along this line, there's another man a more well-known celebrity. His name's Gordon Ramsay. I'm a big Gordon Ramsay fan. I'm a big, you know, fan of most of his shows. Not a big fan of MasterChef. That's way too professional for me. I want Gordon going up to some person and saying, you fucking little weaselly cunt. Get the fuck out of my kitchen, you little smelly fucking fat cunt. And that's what I want. And MasterChef doesn't really bring that. MasterChef kids... Shamefully, doesn't bring it either. But I would like to see a kid get absolutely battered by Gordon Ramsay. And he goes, you fucking stupid, the little cunt. And he sends him out. It was war. I love it. Gordon is, Gordon is God. Alliteration. Kind of. I messed up with the ears. Gordon God. Bingo. I'm definitely going to pass my English exam. Uh, so, this what, what we're saying is... Gordon is a divisive figure. And he's even a divisive figure to me because I have moments where I'm going, oh, Gordon, you're the best. And then I have other moments where I'm going, Gordon, Gordon. Because he's a TV chef. And with TV chefs, you never know what you're getting. Is it them? Or is it a bit of fabrication? And I guess while Gordon is obviously somewhat... I wouldn't want to say fake, because that is not right, and it's not the right um, word to use, but I'd say he puts it on for the camera a lot. Not all the time, but I could tell that he knows, okay, we need to get, you know, Hell's Kitchen renewed for its 30th season. Uh, You know, let's let's do that. Um, How do we do that? I'm just going to call some fat fuck a stupid cunt and tell him to fuck off out of my kitchen because he cooked a bad rosetto, or was that, whatever the word is, rosetto Gordon would kill me Gordon would kill me, he's an interesting guy to have on a podcast, I've never heard him on a podcast, you know what I mean so he'd be an interesting guy, I don't know if he's ever done a podcast or not or ever been on a podcast, I'd love to have him on obviously I'm not of uh, his great status I don't tell him to be, but I'd love to have him on I think it would be very interesting because he's such a character. Whether he's real or not. I've seen his um earlier documentary. It's called The Boiling Point. Or Gordon Ramsay's Boiling Point. It's from like 1999. And that seemed more real. That seemed very real. There wasn't dramatic music. And I think, you know what? America kind of turned Gordon into this more fake-ish type guy. Where it's kind of seemingly somewhat put on for the camera. It seems a bit... Rob it it just seems fabricated in some ways i think but in the british shows i think it's much more real-ish or it feels real because they don't put you know dramatic violins when gordon says you've got a raw scallop there pal <laughs> gordon has never spoken like that and i don't know why i did that voice but if you said oh oi your fucking scallops are raw you know they wouldn't put the dramatic Vroom 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 it'd just be kind of it'd just just be him in the kitchen shouting at some cunts that sounds like a funny little porn video it'd just be Gordon Ramsay in a kitchen shouting at a bunch of cunts but it'd be it's much more kind of tense in that way it's more tense without the music when you just see pure, raw whether it's real or not, Gordon Ramsay calling people twats, saying, get the fuck out. I find that, and with no music, it feels much more... It feels like a lot of tension's in there. It feels like someone could get smacked. And I guess I know why he moved it to America, more to America, because if he kept calling people cunts here, you know, my man Gordon's going to get shanked. He's going to get stabbed. Because you can't talk to some scouse, scouser down the street. You can't say, oh, you're a white cunt, because he'll go, fuck you and headbutt you. And that's a danger. I've tried it on with those Scousers. They're dangerous human beings. Once you say, oh, you Scouser, it'd go fuck off and it'd bang you in head. Very dangerous lads. Very, very dangerous lads they are. Who else can we talk about? What else have we been doing this week? UFC. A interesting kind of point we're at now where we have corner, a corner fight coming up in January, I believe January 23rd. Uh, Connor and Justin Poirier 2. The December fight card, we have Tony Ferguson and I believe Charles Oliveira. It's going to be a great f- fight. A very good fight. Hopefully, COVID doesn't get in the way of that like it did with um, Saturday's card we just had. Where, I believe... Ooh, I can't get this wrong. Was it Curtis Blades? Curtis Blades, it might have been. That to pull out the fight. I don't remember. I should search that up. But I'm not going to. Because I want people to say in the comments, You stupid man. It was actually... Uh, George Saint-Pierre, man, if you watched this moment here and you kept up with all of it, I don't claim to be a fight genius, um, even if I may come across that way, but I don't claim to be a fight genius, so I don't know everything that goes on in the mixed martial arts world, but we have a corner fight coming up, that happened on the weekend, and I, the previous fight night, the one we had on Saturday, it was, a bit, it was a bit dry, there was some good knockouts, the prelims were good, and I didn't, past fight number one and fight number two i kind of lost the prelim uh not lost the main card i just kind of went yeah and then i watched the main event obviously and anthony smith got an early uh submission which is good for him because he hadn't had a win i believe before 2019 because he lost to jones and then he didn't come back until 2020 when you know he, he had a brutal fight and then he lost that and he lost again. And it was kind of just like, oof. But he's still ranks number six. He's got that win now. He can be back on track. Um, not not really necessarily towards, you know, a one, but I can't say the guy's name. The lightweight, cha- light, fuck me, light heavyweight champion's, you know, belts. But he's he's going to be there. Um, definitely one of those top five contenders. Definitely someone to watch out for. If he can get another string of possibly two victories, he'd definitely be up there. Because he was fighting against a guy that wasn't even ranked. And I think that was, you know It's not the biggest kind of win in the world. And it's it wasn't a gimme fight, but it was certainly, you know, Anthony can definitely have harder opponents in the in that division. So it felt like a just a fight to get him back on track. He could he definitely could have possibly lost it, but he didn't, and he you know, he got he got the victory in the end and you know, he got it early on, didn't take too much damage, if you know, really any speak of i could see an early turnaround for anthony if he can start building himself back up you know we could see anthony uh, smith back in back in those rankings which is would be interesting would be very interesting to see because he's a good fighter and i think he just he ran into tough competition you know that jones fight he could have easily sit the disqualification and that's kind of what they've built him up off now that Lionheart persona and every time you see a fight package for you know anthony smith it always has to include that moment where you know he could have got Jones disqualified and he could have won the title, but he didn't. He said, "No, I'm not having it that way," and he, he got on with the fight. And they're going to put that in his you know highlights, and it's a good highlight to have, I guess. But it's still kind of like there is more to mer- uh, marry him on, definitely. And he's a talented guy, and you know some people think he's just came out, uh, you know, came around out of nowhere, but he's been in the you know he's been in the game for a very long time. I've um, been a guy that's been around it all. He's been to almost every, you know, lower promotion. He made it to the UFC and he got on a good streak, and he got to the Jones fight, possibly too early. And then I think as soon as he lost the Jones fight, he ran into some really comp- cough, uh, tough, really tough competition, and that was his problem. And I don't think he's on a strut now, and he's got his win now. He's got a win that could give him confidence. It could definitely give him confidence. Uh, it also ensures he doesn't get three losses in a row. That could lead to four, that could lead to five, that could possibly lead to him being cut. Five losses in a row, dangerous territory, but he ends that two-loss win streak. He's got a win now, and hopefully he can move his way up. But the more interesting news in the fight game comes from the boxing side of things because we've just had the Tyson and Roy Jones fight card on Saturday. And, I mean, it was... a it was a spectacle. You, it, wasn't, it wasn't meant to be taken seriously. I know that it was a spectacle of a fight card. I mean, once you put Snoop Dogg on commentary and you have Jake Paul fighting Nate Robinson in the co-main event, and obviously you have two 50-year-olds, you know, legends, of course, not, you know, idiots and obviously not necessarily losers, but 250 50-year-olds fighting in the main event you know, it's it's a spectacle, it should be treated that way, but I also thought, should have, you know, should Jake Paul be really put that highly, uh, when he's fighting Nate Robinson, so you have a YouTube fighter, I don't like Jake Paul anyway, I'm a, you know, I think you can learn from this podcast, I'm a KSI fan, and you know, Jake is a enemy, definitely a big enemy, so there's definitely some bias there, but Really, Jake is just you know, I don't plan on having him ever on any of my podcasts if I ever became successful. So what I'm gonna say it right now, Jake is a right cunt. Um I knew that Nate Robinson probably wasn't gonna beat him. And also, if Jake got the victory, it shouldn't be taken so uh, as oh my god, what a victory, you know, he's developed so much. And I've I've heard a bit of that now. I've been hearing that around, you know. He got that victory now and everyone's going, oh, you, you know, look at him, he's such a developed fighter from where he was before. Uh, you know, he's the, one of the best YouTube boxers. Um, and really, he isn't. And I don't mean that to be, you know, I couldn't box, whether it was a YouTuber or an actual professional boxer. So, you know, you have to give him respect for that. But look at the two pro victories he has. You know, over an- Anison I can't say the guy's name. Aniston... And Gib, Big Gibber, that's what you know. I can't say his name. So Big Gibber, who did his little squat thing back in January, and just did his little kind of crab walk around the ring. It wasn't tough competition. Jake got him out of there, and that wasn't just because you know Jake is talented as a YouTube boxer, facing a huge. He's not a bad boxer, but that victory was ridiculous. You know, the game plan was off, and in the end, Jake just beat him because you know he could uh, with the. Nate Robinson fight, I mean, Nate had less experience than Jake. That's ridiculous, if you think about it. Because, you know, he's an NBA player. uh, He's an NBA NBA player coming in for his first fight. You know, Jake is definitely a good matchup for him. I don't know if Jake is necessarily... That was the best matchup Jake could have took. But he got rid of him easily. And to be honest, the fight was easy, you know... We had Nate, Nate looked very nervous. I, As I've said now, already on this podcast, I wouldn't have got in there and fought. But he looked nervous, and every time, he, he didn't have any defence, and he just jumped in. Uh, the best thing about that fight was definitely just, obviously, a a killer knockout. Now, that that was a, a fantastic knockout, whether he, you know Nate Robinson had the experience or not, or Jake had the experience or not. It was still a, a brutal knockout. The way... Nate kind of, you know, he already got knocked down twice before that. And then on this knockout, it was even more brutal because he kind of got his knees and he hit his head straight off the mat. Straight, with no defence at all. His hands weren't even out. He just kind of buckled and his head hit off the mat and the rest of his body kind of caved in. It's a brutal knockout and that was one of the cool things. But the rest, the other great thing was Snoop Dogg's commentary. I thought it was ridiculous to have Snoop Dogg on commentary for the fights in general. You know, I thought it was kind of you have two legends in Tyson and Roy Jones fighting, and, you know, you have, um, you have Snoop's commentary over that. But still, it was still entertaining commentary, even if I didn't think it was really the right move for a boxing card, because really, what does Snoop talk uh, know about boxing? Uh, or at least, what does he know? Does he know enough to be on a boxing commentary team? You know, the rest of people that was out there, Israel Adesanya, the UFC middleweight champion undefeated, more ronaldo has been calling, you know, mixed martial arts fights and boxing for years, and obviously Sugar Ray, yeah, you know, that's a great team to have. Uh, Izzy seemed a bit, um, a bit up and down on commentary. I think he was a bit nervous for his ter- first time in the booth. Uh, Sugar Ray was alright, and Moore was always entertaining. Snoop Dogg was entertaining, but really, should he be on a boxing? I, I don't know, but he was definitely the best part. And when Nate Robinson got. Uh, and knocked down, I believe it was the first or second time, and <laughs> Snoop starts going, Oh Lord, and he starts singing, and I thought that was hilarious. Then the Tyson and Roy Jones fight, um, than I expected, a really solid fight, I thought. A lot of clinching, and that was kind of annoying, when you only had eight two-minute rounds. That was kind of, oof, it took up a lot of that time, because by the time you got to minute thirty, and they started to heat up, you know, it was already over by that point that's the problem, what I really had a problem with though, was the, I knew they were going to, you know, they did say, we're going to give, there's no winners or losers here, and we're going to give both men a belt, and it's going to be scored by celebrity judges, which it wasn't celebrity judges, it was former fighters, uh, for um, mixed martial arts, but still, I didn't like the idea of this kind of, Participation trophy that you'd get just because of your age and uh, because of your legacy, of course. But I think what would have been better and what would have been respectful to both men is one beat the other, and I think that's what you want to go out for. I know, you know, it's not competitive, competitive boxing. It was more seen, it was meant to be a spar. Trust me, Tyson wasn't sparring. When he threw, he threw, and he threw with content to kill you. Um. Roy Jones was just trying to survive and he did a lot of country work and uh, some good footwork and some good jabs but still, just trying to survive. Uh, so it was interesting, to, uh, the, the, the draw idea and to say, oh, it's a draw and kind of build up with the, the scorecards, I thought it was ridiculous because why don't you just end it there, don't have both men stand in the middle and say, oh my god, it's a draw. Really, let's be honest, Sugar Ray... Not sugar, Roy only really won probably one round, if that, and Tyson got the rest of them, in my opinion. Um, obviously not in the celebrity judge's opinion, but for me it was a Tyson win all the way, and I'm sure for many of you it, it's also a Tyson win. Uh, both kicking a bell, I found ridiculous. The idea of if they got cut, the fight would end, I found ridiculous. The idea that no, they couldn't really knock each other out, I, you know, I... I think that was more of a solid rule because, you know, they're aging and we don't want anyone getting hurt. The cut was less of a priority for me, from my standpoint, you know, I don't think it's going to end their lives, but you never know. But the participation trophy idea, especially when Tyson so handily, you know, dominated, and I guess it was the only way to get it sanctioned in California, but, you know, there you go. thought it was an entertaining fight the Jake you know it was, the whole thing was one big spectacle i wish it had a crowd um obviously with covid you can't do that but imagine that with a crowd i mean they'd go be going mental the commentators would going mental and also we wouldn't have to hear roy jones almost have a heart attack every time he got off the stool for each round but there you go um i hope you enjoyed this podcast hopefully we can get seven out or well six now by this point we've got one in the bag hopefully we can get more out uh If I'm not lazy, and I hope you enjoyed this one. I was Taliban. This was the Talking Shit podcast, and I'll see you next time.